You're listening to the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And we are two boss babes sharing our journey and inspiring you along the way. I am a wedding photographer and videographer and Jen is a mobile bartender. And today we are talking about pricing yourself as a small business owner, all of the things that go into it, what you should be thinking about and discovering what your value is and what you think you should charge. Yes. I'm so excited for today because I feel like a lot of people are going to need this topic and I need this topic. Save it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you're going to say because this excited. is an episode that if we like I would listen to this if it was a yeah. podcast that wasn't yeah. ours too. Oh, so. totally. Totally. I'm excited to chat. So first I want to dive in and say this is our first time ever recording after 5 p.m. Yes, we always record in the morning, but just worked out this way. Yeah, so life is crazy and my kids are home from camp this week and life is just crazy. But I love that we can like reevaluate, like just change it up how we need to and work with, thank you for working with my schedule (laughs) and yeah, we can just kind of dive in. But I also want to talk about something crazy because the past like few weeks I've been doing a lot of self-development and like meditate not meditation I haven't really meditated um but more like manifestation I've been listening to a lot of like you know my podcasts are like go 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 and I know that that's not your style but it's like what I need right now yeah one of them I'm listening to is literally called motivation and it's just like clips of different like famous motivational speakers and they're just talking about like go for the thing that's on your heart like go for that you go big, go big, go big. And it's like what I need right now because I'm in like a business alignment and I feel like it's going to be a whole nother episode, but I kind of wanted to just share like what I'm going through right now because I feel like I'm in a season where I'm like three, technically three years deep into my business and I feel like I did my second trailer mm-hmm. and I'm at like a weird phase where I'm like, what's next? Yeah. But I just launched another trailer. Like that's what's next, Jen. But I feel like, I feel like called for more okay so I'm, I'm putting on the universe I want to start doing public speaking and I hired or I'm hiring um, a potential business coach so I have a call with her today 7 30 p.m. which is like past my bedtime but <laughs> <laughs> it's what worked for my schedule wow. which is amazing but I just I feel like I needed to put that out there because I feel like I'm a big component is if you like put it into the universe it'll happen mm-hmm. so I'm putting it on this podcast whatever yes! day we're in August um and yeah, I my I feel wow. like my journey is going to go into public speaking. And it's so funny because so we're going away um, the last week of August, like the 21st the le- before the last week. Um, I'm taking my son on a mom and daughter, mom and daughter, <laughs> mom and son little vacation because he's starting kindergarten. And I'm oh like, gosh. oh, my God, I'm not going to get like every day with you again, um, which I'm so excited. I know it's oh going to be gosh. a big change. But so we're doing four days, just him and I. We're going to visit my aunt in Chicago. Um, but... I got a, de- a direct message on someone who wanted me to be a speaker at their event and I'm going to be away, which I'm so bummed no. about. Yeah, so oh. bummed because it was an amazing opportunity, but I'm like, this is the sign that yeah. I wanted, that I needed, that I need to do this. Was that the spark for you that like made you start thinking about it or was this something that no, you thought about? No, I was about? already thinking about wow. it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a sign from the right? universe. Ooh. Right. I was like, oh my God, this, this is it. And I wow. told the girl, I was like, I'm so bummed. This, it, it was, and it was literally a podcast episode we had. It was nine to five, um, like how to start your side hustle, put it into a mm-hmm. full time. I'm like, that would have been so perfect for me. Like it would have been so, such a great, like I would have done well because mm-hmm. it's such a topic that I'm so passionate and I lived through, but, um, wow. I'm so bummed I'm not going to be here. But I said to her, I was like, I just have to tell you you have no idea what your message meant to me because 
I wanted to get more into public speaking and you asking me like she doesn't know me like I, I think she's she said we worked together one time so I have to figure out where we worked um, but she doesn't really know me so it yeah. was just such a sign so anyway wow yeah I had to get that out there oh my gosh so I'm what do you, what is, what's your dream like conferences yeah. and things like that I want to wow. host my own you're coming so oh you're gosh. gonna be my photographer <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be able to hire you just to be my own personal photographer one day <laughs> even though i know i'll be a personal assistant too. yeah exactly I'll answer all your messages yeah and, yeah. yeah oh my god so oh my yeah gosh. big things big things coming down the pipeline one day wow that's had to put that out exciting. there it has nothing to do with our episode today but i just felt like i needed to, to put it out in the universe well it has to do with the podcast though because this is amazing practice for that because yes. this is a way to like we're <laughs> as i'm stumbling over my words this is a way for us to practice not stumbling over our words Mm -hmm. and get rid of the ums and ers and you know whatever's so wow yeah i'm excited oh my gosh that's exciting yes okay so i'm gonna kick us off um all right so today's topic is how to price your small business um some of the things we're kind of gonna talk about (laughs) um going to go over is really like how to price your business you know what do you need to take in consideration to make a profit um and you know do you have a cervix or, or a product and what it should really be priced at? So I'll kind of kick it off with where I started in my business when I was looking at pricing. I think as a new business owner, you really, this is a topic that nobody knows mm, yeah. anything about because it's the first time you're doing this and that's okay. Like it's okay not to know what your pricing should be. That's why you're going to learn what your pricing should be. Um, when I first started, I... I can't remember if I looked into the competition or if I really just started. I do know what I did. Okay. So when I first started, I started reaching out to other mobile bars, not in Connecticut, just in in the world. Um, And I started an Instagram chat and it was, we still talk to this day three years in and it was all mobile bars that were really starting around the same time. And then I hired a mobile bar business coach and she did not have a trailer. So she didn't have the knowledge of what I could price my trailer, but she knew what to price a mobile bar. Um, So that was really, really helpful for me. So I definitely recommend if you're just starting, hire someone who's been doing it whether it's a coach in your specific field or a business coach in general. But I think someone in your specific field will give you more of like the knowledge on what they price their business as. So, you know, as I'm a mobile bar coach now, I tell people what I price my business in. And of course, here in Connecticut, we're in Fairfield County. We're a little more higher end in our prices than someone who is in, you know, I don't, I don't want to say in, I don't want to say that with like being a brat and bragging, being like, oh, we live in Fairfield County, but no, do you but know what I'm different saying? Different states have, or have different costs of exactly. living. Exactly. So cost like out of living. in the Midwest or something. Thank you. Weddings do tend to be cheaper. Yes. Than here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a lot of money for me to afford my house. So yeah. we can charge more because the cost of living is so much higher. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important when I tell my mobile bar, um, you know, who's someone that I'm coaching, you know, if you're in Florida, if you're in you know, Ohio, if you're in Texas, your pricing may be different than mine, Mm -hmm. but this is where I price my business. So they have kind of an idea of where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to talk about how you like started your pricing? I honestly, I don't feel quite qualified to be doing this episode in in general, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I think there's a lot, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. And I think take that back because a lot of people 
are three years behind you right now. So yeah. like you have to remind yourself <laughs> that you are qualified. Yeah. And we do have like a great list of notes of things to think about. But every every business is different. Every person is different. Every every state and location is different, like we just said. So what we're going to be talking about today um Yes, I, I might be feeling a little unsure on my prices or something like that, but just the knowledge in, in you know, how I set them today, yeah, will be helpful for somebody that is three years less experienced than I am. So, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. But um, for me, when I began, I was doing a lot of free sessions, a lot of free shoots, family sessions, stuff like that. And just to build my portfolio was taking everything that I could until one person gave me $50. So then I started charging $50. Um and that was the beginning of me figuring out my pricing was just like, okay, this is what one person thought I was worth. And then as I joined Facebook groups and made friends and had local friends that I started to work alongside, um, I was able to pick some of their brains and be like, what are you doing? And that goes along into another point with research that you were saying too, is that you kind of need to poke around and look at the other people in your industry and be like, what are they charging versus what are they offering? So for me, my hourly rate might be, I don't know, like $200 more than another photographer nearby. But with that, you need to think about what are they offering and what quality and quantity of services are they offering that I may or may not be offering as well. So for my wedding videos, let's say, like I do a highlight video and a ceremony video and a speech video. They're getting three deliverable products for my hourly rate. And so if my rate is the same as somebody else who only delivers the highlight, I'm giving them more than what that other person might be giving them. So that's something to take into consideration. But to go back I guess to what you were asking me with how did I figure out my pricing I just took it one day at a time you know I didn't look at my business and say what am I worth right now it was kind of a a slow burn where I charged 50 and then I was like okay I I feel confident and then I charged 100 and I was like okay I feel confident charged 200 and just slowly little by little raised my prices until I felt like I was comfortable and now I'm at a place where I feel like I'm comfortable, but with weddings, which is exclusively what I do, um, the pricing that I have and people that are booking me right now are booking me for 2024 Mm -hmm. or for, you know, if you're watching this next year, 2025, you know, that's, that's the cycle. People book like six months to a year or more in advance of their weddings and events. So my pricing today, um, is more reflective of the quality of work and experience that I'm going to have next year. So that's something to think about too. But that kind of just relates to weddings, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what you have to understand when you're first starting is your pricing is going to change. Mm -hmm. You have to feel confident in your own business in order to feel confident in your pricing. So for me, when I first started, I I was doing – it was so funny. I look back and and it's funny because the next – same with you. So I booked for the future. Mm -hmm. So I was doing some events where I had already found my pricing, but I still had events that I booked from the year prior. And I was like, I can't – they're getting such a steal. Like I can't believe I even thought that that was pricing, but that was the pricing that I was confident in at that time. So when you are starting, your prices are going to be what you feel that they're – you know, achievable for you to start your business. I Mm -hmm. guess we'll put it there. So what I did is I did a rental for the trailer and I still do this today. And then I, when I first started, I was doing a price for specialty drinks at per person. Then I was doing a price for like the supplies at a per person. Then I was doing a bartender fee at a per, at a per hour. Um, and then we charge for a water station because it's, it's, mm-hmm. we have to do that. Yeah. Um, 
so those are kind of my set prices. Then I realized that it got really complicated because mm-hmm. people were like, well, I do want the specialty drinks, but I don't know if I really need them. And the specialty drink was what my business is all about. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Let's tie those two together. So now I just do a per person charge. You get two specialty drinks. You get all the mixers, all the supplies. And this is the cost that it is. I love that. And it was so much easier for the customer to be like, okay, this makes sense Mm -hmm. versus having to ask me all these questions. Yep. And in the beginning, I was also like customizing my menus every single time. These are things that you learn. And I had to learn that in order to know what I was doing wasn't working. But now, okay, I realized it wasn't working. Now we're going to move on and we're going to do it this way. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the same thing with your pricing. You just have to see what's working, what's not. And then up it a little bit more. Yep. Up it a little bit more. And if you start to notice that people are paying those prices, you're good. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. As long as you're booking. Yeah. As long as you're still getting the bookings. Yeah. Um, I've also found with pricing and, and we're going to dive into like actual details, but I found that I do have to adjust my pricing sometimes. So for example, if I'm booking for 2024, now at 2023, I'm not going to adjust my pricing because I'm booking a whole nother year. Inflation's going to be, you know, price of mm-hmm. living is going to go up, cost of everything. And you have to, in your mind, consider a 3% increase standard. Um, so if you're not increasing your pricing year over year, at least 3%, you probably should reevaluate that and look because the cost of life changes. Yeah. Um, and even when I was in corporate, like we were getting a quote unquote three to 5% raise each year because the cost of living was going up. So yeah. you have to remember that in your business. Um, but I, I forget. That's where I was such this. a hot button topic right now too. I've been seeing a lot of TikToks lately mm-hmm. and like Facebook group, you know, stuff like all the time. That's like, Oh, I inquired for my wedding pre COVID like, And it was this price. And then I just decided to like continue on my plans and replan my wedding now. And oh my God, the venue doubled in price. And people are saying like, oh, my friend got married here last year and I just, you know, got engaged and I want to get married there. And the venue doubled in price and double is probably a lot for a year difference. But that's such a huge thing. Weddings are expensive, but weddings are a luxury and there are ways to do a wedding on a budget. And it's just, you know, if you have the amount to spend on like a really great photographer like you can like you can but you don't have to and that's something that I feel like people are kind of getting swept up in right now and seeing like prices increasing for wedding vendors people are kind of like freaking out but you know you're getting a raise like that that person's getting a raise every year Mm -hmm. other businesses have to raise their prices too and people aren't really batting much of an eye um so like same with like produce and just like normal everyday stuff gas um So, and I think that's hard in my business because for example, produce, like going into mm. the the topic we're going to talk about is, um, how to cover the cost of doing business. So for me, I have a rental of the trailer and that seems like, okay, you're renting the same thing over and over, but I have to fix that trailer sometimes. And there's going to be expenses that I need to, you know, repaint it or Mm -hmm. get new tires, get new brakes, like all these other things. That goes into that rental cost. It may not be every single event, but down the road, I'm going right. to need to be able to do that. Um, and then the cost of produce. I'm using fresh ingredients for everything. Like I remember when there was like a lime shortage where you could not get limes mm-hmm. anywhere. It was the craziest thing actually. And let's use limes were a dollar for an example. They were like $4. Wow. Like it 
quadrupled in price wow. because the United States or we just could not get limes. So it was insane. Weird. It was crazy. And margarita is like our <laughs> best known, you know, and I use fresh lime juice. Mm. So anyway, those are things that you have to consider too, you know, is the cost of some products. And I, I remember like same thing with cups, the price of cups went up at one point because they, we just couldn't get like plastic. It was crazy. Um, but it's things like that. If you are doing a service-based industry where you're using products that you have to purchase, you have to remember what the cost of that product mm-hmm. is. Um, and then, you know, uh, this was something that I really had to start learning me going shopping. So let me retract that because I think you can agree and and have a comment on this. So our service is not just the day of the event. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yeah. what a lot of people understand they're paying for. And I'm going to use an event that I just recently booked. Um, it was a nonprofit. The event they're hosting is a fundraiser. So they're looking to make money, not spend money. So we went into like our whole, my whole proposal and she was like, well, and this is, I I love this client. Um, I don't know if she'll listen, but I know people (laughs) who know her will listen to this. Um, and I love her and we're doing the event and I'm so excited. I can't wait. But she has a board to, to report to, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she came back to me and she was like, well, what if we cut this out and cut this out and cut that out? And you know, what if I supply this and I supply Mm -hmm. this and I'm like, okay. And I, in my head, I'm like, but then you're not getting my product anymore. You're no longer getting what I provide. You know, you're getting, anyway, we can go to deal about that. But one of the comments that she was like, well, you know, how much does this really cost you? And I'm thinking, and I'm like, okay, yes, maybe I'm upcharging a little bit, but I have to go shop for all of that. I yeah. have to go prepare all of the syrups the night before. I have to do a lot of planning meetings for myself to know, okay, you have two specialty drinks. I have to know what ingredients to get. Like yesterday, I'm planning for our wedding on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Side note, Megan and I are working our first event together. I'm so excited. Oh my God, I can't even wait. I'm so excited. Um, but I was preparing for the two specialty drinks and I had to make a list of all the ingredients. I have to know how much supplies... It was probably a good hour and a half that I was on my computer just doing that one wedding. And those are things that you need to charge for. Yeah. You need to charge for your expertise. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I know that a lot of people in, in, I'm not saying this in a negative way, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, you just take my pictures the day of, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's not what it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of planning beforehand. Just, just like you, like working at the computer and going through the timeline and working with second shooters, communicating, finding people to work for you and then editing it after and exporting it for an hour or two, delivering it, mailing a USB, like getting a customized USB mailed to me. Like, (laughs) I heard recently on another podcast and it was like, make your, you know, your goal. And I am not the one I talk about. I'm the worst with finance. Also, by the way, you know this, if you've listened to this for a little while now, you know that Jen is not the best with money, finances, things like that. But I'm getting better. (laughs) Um, But someone said, look at the, your business as a goal or as a, a, look at your business as a whole. What do you want to make in, you know, the next year? Then break it down by monthly. How much is that mm-hmm. a month that you have to make? Mm-hmm. Then break it down weekly. How much you have to make a week? Then break it down hourly so you see your hourly cost. And I was like, oh my God. I've Oh, I haven't done it like that. I've done that in reverse where I've, like looking back at July, because now we're into August. Um, 
I've gone through my QuickBooks to be like, oh, what was my profit in July versus what was my expenses in July? And then divide that by four and then divide that by 40 Mm -hmm. for hours. And then I'm able to see that. But I haven't done that with the costs. I've only done that with my income. So that's interesting. And they even said just like your cost of life in general too. Like your groceries, like add all of that and then see and then think about how many hours do you want to work a week? And then so say you want to work 20 hours a week. Let's just Mm -hmm. for an example what are what are your hourly rate for that and then if you think about it you're like wow i'm worth more than that yeah you know and yeah. then it's interesting so i'm gonna actually do that that's something that yeah. i give all of you homework try that like a, a business budget yeah instead of like personal finances and thinking like oh the what is it the rule that's like 30 percent of this goes to this do that do that in your business yeah. and especially for taxes too mm-hmm. um so we can get get into that but like all of your expenses not just per event and like the costs of products but also your subscriptions like your monthly and annual subscriptions for things like quickbooks things mm-hmm. things like honeybook um all of those are going to cost you money and depending on what you're doing if your business is more online you know you have to pay for your your website and if you have a shopify or if you have an etsy or something like that like you have to pay for your listings and then you have to also pay for your subscription and so all of those things add add up like crazy and if you do annually you know you do save a little bit of money but if you're watching this podcast and you're just figuring it out right now and you haven't decided if you've opened up your business yet like you might not know if you you want to settle on something for a year like if you're not super positive and you don't know if you're going to like this service and you're you don't know if you want to use wix or if you want to use squarespace like maybe don't do like the whole four hundred dollar you know whatever for the year you might have to do it monthly and then once you figure things out but that's really hard to decide Mm -hmm. is like which of these services is best and which one is the cheapest and which one is you know maybe you don't want to go with the cheapest one so as long as you can figure all of that out you will be fine but yeah your investments your maintenance your your goals for the future like those are all things that need to be in your budget Mm -hmm. in order for you to figure out what you really can charge yeah yeah it's funny i when i do my coaching calls a lot of times i get you know what was the overall cost of your startup and you know i have a final price and i tell them what my final price is i'm like but i don't i could have done it differently like i Mm. feel like if i you know and it wasn't a lot for starting a full business and things like that mobile bar is a very lower i mean it's still a lot but a lower end startup business i guess you could say because there's not a lot of overhead so if you're opening a bar or a restaurant mm, yeah. you have a lot more overhead than i do like you have to keep lights on all the time yeah. like i don't have to do that i actually have battery operated lights in my trailer so it's you know you really have to dive into what your expenses are going to be to really know how much you have to charge. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that another thing for me is, you know, getting into employees once you start having employees, Mm, if you do have employees. So this is my first season of really having an actual team. So I have to 1099 them. I have to make sure that I'm, you know, I, I still do Venmo. I don't like pay them like a check which i probably should start doing now that i'm like really but with the 1099 i think i think that's what that is though because right isn't 1099 saying that they're a contractor that they're yes. not like employees yes yep. yeah yep. Then, which then is i think what, that's fine yeah which is what we want but yeah but now every time i venmo them i put the date so that of the event mm, that they yeah. worked so then i can go back in and say okay i paid them this much for this event um and just have like a, almost like a spreadsheet mm-hmm. which i need to start doing um <laughs> but really have a spreadsheet of you know 
month to month what I paid my staff because a at the end of the year that's a write-off and yep. b you know I have to give that to my tax guy all the all the things but mm-hmm. it's just really it's it's really being organized and I think that's something that I personally need to work on better for myself and for my business but I think that comes in time and I think it comes with um you know the self motivation of saying okay if I want this to be successful and I want to see my business running I need to put it down on paper not have it all in your brain like I do (laughs) I know you're different than me in that but that's something that I definitely need to do but you're doing great with putting down the dates on things like Mm -hmm. that that kind of saves your butt a little bit is instead of paying people in cash if like paying people digitally you are able to go and see what the date was that you paid them and you can go back at your calendar and be like oh right yeah that was this wedding and you you have it documented that way so it is it is kind of better to be doing it like that with me and second shooters you know I don't have an official like team Mm -hmm. I don't have I don't have employees or like oh these people are these people are Megan and imagery. You know, I just have friends. And so I, I pay people in cash off the record. Okay, guys, don't (laughs) snitch on me. But it's the same thing as like having a kid babysit or like having somebody watch your dog. It's like, I consider it the same thing as that. They come and help me out for a couple of hours. I give them some cash. They give me their photos. That's it. Um, so maybe moving forward, I mean, who knows? I kind of like being personable and like more one-on-one and like mm-hmm. I am my business and nobody else is like representing me. I do kind of like it the way that it is, but you're so, you're so right that like, if you want your business to grow, you do have to let go yeah. and you do have to, you know, have more expenses because the more people you have to pay, the more expenses you're going to have, but then you're able to have more weddings with mm-hmm. the more people yeah. that are going to help you. So yeah. you have to spend money to make money. And that goes the same for investments like I've had a lot of investments recently because I've expanded into video so I've had to buy a lot of microphones and another camera body and more lenses and adapters and batteries and all of this stuff so um that's something to take into consideration too is that as your business grows the better equipment you're gonna have and the more you know the, the more your business is going to cost you know the, the more money you make the more money you're going to spend too 100 percent. so it's a tough that's it's so a tough true. one and it's funny because i'm now making a lot more than i was making in my corporate career mm. and I'll, i'm like i still don't have i mean <laughs> i have more money than i did then but yeah. you're right you spend more yeah well because you're going to the grocery store double the amount because yep. you have double the amount of weddings yep. so yeah being able to cover your butt and like be able to have each wedding pay for those grocery trips is so valuable and it's the same with my photography it's a it's a little bit different because I don't really have a cost per event but you know Mm -hmm. I have to replace my SD cards I have to replace my hard drives when they get full if my camera like breaks I have insurance but what am I going to do in the meantime I need to get a rental so I have things that will pop up where I don't have costs really per event but there's wear and tear on your business and you need to be prepared to make you know quick payments Mm -hmm. and if you're not able to like what are you gonna do that's my plan c is like getting a rental Mm -hmm. so and i think that that's really important to always like have i mean you should have a savings account for your business no matter what yeah um that's like something that you should first start 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 um because you never know when things like Mm -hmm. that are going to happen yeah you always want to be able to fall back it's just like a personal you know savings you need yeah emergency fund right exactly yeah um Okay, so the next one we're going to get into very brief- briefly because I think we'll have a whole episode on tax season once it gets a little bit closer. Mm, yes. Maybe we'll have 
someone come on and that'd be great yeah because i <laughs> tax repair yeah, or accountant yeah. or somebody yeah um but they do say that you should save 30 percent um for taxes and um you know you just want to be doing the right thing tax wise yeah and everything i told megan everything's a write-off everything's a write-off <laughs> if you don't think it's a write-off it's probably a write-off mm-hmm. um but that's something that i also had to learn like you know in in business if you're talking about something with your business and you're doing work I consider it a write-off. I don't know. I'm no, not a tax it, person, but... <laughs> it, it is. I mean, if, like, even, like, I'll meet um, photographer friends for coffee yep. and, like, exchange SD cards with them and things yep. like that. And if I'm going to get coffee while I'm there... Yep. Right yeah. Off. I'll... Yeah. Well, because right <laughs> I'm working my business. You right, know, I'm, exactly. I'm technically networking yeah. at yep. that time. So, yep. but, yeah, you opened up my eyes to that because that was not something that I really knew. I do have a tax accountant and he prepares my taxes but that's basically it you know I do my QuickBooks I do my bookkeeping I just print him out the report and like tell him how many miles I drove and you know I put things into categories for him Mm -hmm. to be able to write them off but you know I didn't really have anybody hold my hand and walk me through and be like this is a write-off and oh Megan don't forget to track your miles that was just something that I was like this is what I'm supposed to do right so I like did a little bit of research but I didn't you know he didn't really tell me anything so that's yeah, something I think to that's consider. the thing too, like in your business, whatever your, you know, expertise is, I think you need to know what's considered a write-off. Like for me, all of my groceries for my event. Mm, I yeah, mean, it's, of course. That makes sense because it's obviously materials I'm using for my event. Yeah. But there's other things that I didn't think were write-offs that are. So look into that, you know, yeah. talk to a specialist um, and kind of go from there. Yeah. The next one I'm actually really excited about. I, oh. You know how I love competition? Um <laughs> What are other businesses in your field charging? So that's kind of something that we want to dive into. Um, I want to start with the first thing. So there's two things I want to talk about, actually. Um, when I was in corporate, we had um, what we would call a shop call. And I think I talked about this before. But mm-hmm. basically what was done was corporate would call all the different hotels in the area and get the same package. So it was – I'm going to use an easy example. A 100-person wedding, five hours – full open bar, um, like the basic, you know, what is your basic wedding package? And we, they would compile everything and it would be like, they would compare it to our hotel. And it was so interesting to see, you know, like we were a higher end hotel. So we were always on the higher end, um, which was okay because we could mm-hmm. provide that service of being higher end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was so interesting to see because they got everything of what they were back to your point of, you know, you being a videographer, you're giving them three videos versus someone who's giving them one. If you guys are the same price, you have way more power over that person because you're providing more for the same value. But I think it's really hard if you don't know what your competition is doing Mm -hmm. to know why you're more valuable. You know, if, if it's not apples to apples or, you know, you have to explain why it's not. Yeah. So, and that also comes into, you know, why I feel that I probably can, why I know I can charge more than a mobile bar that's just starting because I have three seasons under my belt now Mm -hmm. and not saying I'm an expert by any means, but I've learned lessons and I've learned things. So that's the first thing. The second thing is don't do this. I had another mobile bar, um, email me and Google saves your name. And she emailed me from, I don't know if it was her like personal email address or what it was, but she emailed me like a fake customer. And not only did she just email me being a fake customer, but she emailed me then 
wanted a proposal, then wanted a contract. Like went through the whole phase of my whole business, lack of a better word, wasted my time because I thought yeah. she was booking with me. I probably may have, I think I actually did almost turn away another customer because I thought I was, this was when I only had one oh, trailer. Oh, wow, yeah. Because I thought this potential person was booking, mm. like they were asking for a contract. And I found out that it was another mobile bar in the area. She was just looking for my pricing. Yeah. So I called her out on it. Um, we're And we ended up like becoming friends later. Um, I'd actually now refer her business because mm-hmm. she's she may listen to this. So sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, I'm just using an example. Um, but I now refer her business. She's based out of New York. I don't do New York. Um, she mm-hmm. will do some of Connecticut, but I give her a lot of New York business. Um, but don't do that. Have a conversation with me. Well, Hire me as a coach. Yeah, because we're at a different stage than like the Hyatt and hotels where we're like the shop calls where if you're pretending to be a potential client, like they kind of expect that. That's the routine and yeah. that is a business. Like your name as the saleswoman was not tied really to the Hyatt. Yes. And us now, like we are a one-man band and for somebody to reach out to you and be be like, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to get married and I'm wondering what your mm-hmm. prices are. Please send me your contract because she probably wanted to copy and paste it. Yes. And she could have just messaged you and just been like hey i'm starting out i yeah. have you know some like, questions i i'm fine with that i i've had people do that to me where they're like oh can i see your contract like i i i'm like rewriting mine and i i want to know what clauses i'm missing and we will send each other each other's yes. and make them both better yes. and that could have been an opportunity for you know a little bit of a network op- networking opportunity yep. and she might have had something that could have helped you. The moral of that story is, you know, don't, you don't, don't have to do shady. that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just realized I kind of contradicted myself and I'm glad you tied that in a bow because yes, it's different. It's so different. Yeah. It's so different. So I'm glad that you tied that up for me. Thank you. Yeah. That was, <laughs> she my was kind. probably just nervous. Oh, so totally. Don't, and be I don't scared. think she meant Reach any harm. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't think she meant harm by it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I now refer her business, which we could have allevi- alleviated, 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 yeah. eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's really, it is important to know what you're, con- and yep. I talked to my Connecticut mobile bars. We want to be around the same price. And again, we're not going to be exactly the same. We all offer different things, mm-hmm. but you don't want my prices to be $2,000 and someone else's be 500 A, that $500 person looks like they have no clue what they're doing. Yeah. And then I look like I'm so overqualified and like, am I giving them diamonds in my cocktails? <laughs> like, so you kind of yeah. want to know, you want to be around the similar prices. Your competition yeah. is what I'm getting at. Yeah. But it, it is good to shop around and the people that do have them readily available on their website, like then you don't even have to submit anything and go through like a fake proposal um, and do that kind of thing. But just, yeah, reach, reach out to people. Be like, Hey, sorry if this is weird if you're not comfortable don't worry but like what are your prices i'm trying to like reevaluate my business and that's a conversation that a lot of people would be open to having so yeah it is an opportunity to make a friend but also like based on your area like it's awesome like you said i think you you mentioned that um you were looking into mobile bars like around the the nation around the u.s um but looking in your specific area Mm -hmm. like your neighboring towns is huge unless you're like going to be doing travel or if your product is like not a service and you're you know doing candles or like cards or something like that and I think a way to spin it is to you know and I I had this I did this and now I have this done to me where it's the direct message of hey can I pick your brain 
And at first I was the one doing that. And I was like, I thought no harm by it. I thought I was like, and it wasn't in Connecticut. It was like all over. And mm-hmm. a lot of them just didn't respond to me. And I'm like, this is weird. Why aren't they responding? And now I get it all the time. Hey, can I pick your brain? And now I say, sure, these are my consulting fees. I would love mm-hmm. to help you. But I realize that my time is valuable. Yeah. And I love coaching and I love being able to help other people. But if I was doing it for free, I don't think I would give them as much value Yeah. because I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not getting value out of this. And I know that sounds like, Ooh, like, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It sounds like I'm a being a brat, I guess. But the more your business grows, the less time you do have. And that your time too. is money yeah. at a point. But I, I just feel that if I'm doing something for free, I don't feel the value in it for me personally. So I'm not going to give you a hundred percent of me because I'm mm. not, do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of where I've come at in my business. And I feel like if you're charging me a fee, then I need to give you all of me and I'm going to give you all of me at that point. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, maybe that sounds like, I don't know. Does that sound bitchy? Maybe that sounds bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, thinking about offering consulting services services or like mentorships mentorships pretty soon but i think your full-blown consultation is different than just a friend reaching out and being like hey quick question because one thing can be a quick question and another thing would be like tell me about your prices and your contract and you're this and you're this and you're this like at that point you are a free coach um so i'm happy to like help friends and if somebody messages me and they're just like hey real quick like I can't have my gallery delivery service like do high res. What's up with that? Mm. That's a quick question. But for somebody to be like, hey, Megan, what's your entire process? Like that is that's where I totally different. Yeah, 100%. Okay. I agree with you. I talk to other mobile bars literally every single day. And I think that's where I've realized my value because I put so much of myself out there for those little questions, which I love and it fills me up and it brings me so much joy. But I realize if I want to continue to do this, I need to find value in it for myself. But also, if one person asks you a quick question and you answer it and they have another question and you answer it and then they have another question, at that point, you can be like, hey, I'm happy to answer more, but yes. and they might be inclined to because if you gave them really good answers on their first two questions, they might be like, oh, yeah, she does know what she's talking mm. about. <laughs> so I think this actually goes perfectly into our next um, little topic. Like, yeah. What do you feel you are worth? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that slid in so nicely. <laughs> um, you know, do you offer something that no one else does? Do you think your business is really unique and never done before? So I think we differ here because I think our diff- our businesses are much different in two this. different industries. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the mobile bar industry is such a new, unique service. Yeah. Bartending has always been a thing, but now you know, we're bringing you an experience on wheels. Like we're literally bringing an entire bar oh, yeah. to your backyard. And in such a exquisite, elevated way, we're providing you fresh cocktails with fresh, you know, fresh juices and syrups and You can park it wherever they want. We can park it where... mm. Well, almost. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell anybody that. No, I'm kidding. But Um, but, but yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a whole different level. They don't have to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. But that took time for me to even have that little pitch that I just said right there because... I thought the same thing. I'm like, how dare, like in my head, how dare I charge what I charge for just bartending? But I'm not just a bartender. And I had to realize that. I had to realize that I'm also not a mixologist. Like I would not consider myself that. I consider myself bringing you a really fun and unique experience. And if you can't afford that, that's fine. We can look at other ways on how we can work with you. Mm -hmm. And then I also realized that not everybody is my customer. 
I'm not my own customer. I say that all the time. And that's okay because there's a lot of things I can't afford, but they're charging what they're charging for it. Can't afford a Louis Vuitton, but... And depends on where you live too. Like we were just mentioning, like we live in a a very expensive area and it kind of goes 50-50 with like, because it's an expensive area, a lot of people can't afford our prices. But then there's the other 50% that live in like Greenwich, Westport, or like along the coast where they, you know have more money and their families have more money and at that point like maybe mom is mom and dad are paying for the wedding so everybody's family dynamic is so different and depending on where you live like you're gonna have people that can afford your prices and people that can't in the same area so it is it is really like a hard place to fit into but yeah then having friends and knowing people that are starting out and becoming actually friends with them and be able to refer them business Mm -hmm. it's that's a good customer experience that, and also, that you're doing without them even booking you. Yeah. yeah. And also something, and I know you can attest to this, is, okay, maybe you can't afford me on a Saturday night, but we can do a Friday. We can do a Sunday. You know, we could do, I mean, there's weddings on Mondays and Tuesdays now. <laughs> it's wild. But um, but I think, like, that's the conversation as the expert. You have to go and say, okay, here are my prices. And they come back and they say, okay, well, we can't afford that. And it's like, A, identify their budget. You know, is yeah. it a couple hundred dollars that they can't yeah. afford? Is it a couple thousand they can't afford? Find out really what their budget is and what they're looking to spend. And then one of the questions on my intake form is what's your budget? Me and too. not everyone does it. Some put NA, which is fine, but some do put the budget and it's right in a line with where my pricing is. Mm-hmm. So I feel so much more confident sending them my quote because yeah. I know that I'm in their budget. And if if they're what they put in there is under what I charge I still send them my pricing yep and then if I don't get a response or they say "Mm, it's a little too high I'm like okay how can I work with you what are you looking to spend and then it's the whole okay maybe we cut back the number of hours we're going to be same thing that you do with yours yep um you know maybe is your date flexible can we do a Friday I can definitely offer you a discount on a Friday versus the prime Saturday that I only have four Saturdays usually in a month to book so I think it's just really finding um you know, if they can't afford you, really finding, just having that more intimate conversation of yep. what they want to spend, you yeah. know? Um, along with the what you're worth, um, if you offer if you offer something special, that was like bullet number one. Bullet number two is the experience. You have to spend, you have to have them pay for the experience and the expertise you have in your past experiences too. Because each wedding and event that you do, you get better and better at better at it and you're putting on a show almost as a bartender as a photographer too like I have to be very extroverted and so each time I shoot I do like pick up something new and I'm like oh you know the groomsmen responded to this really well I'm gonna do that again so having all of those experiences in your back pocket is gonna make you better each time you do it and so your prices need to account for that as well because me walking into a wedding on Saturday I am a lot more experienced than I was the day that I booked them. And so my prices back then when they booked with me, the the amount that they paid me is for my experience that I've had since them booking too. So that's just like such a hard thing to wrap your head around. But your prices are not just only your cost of doing business, your subscriptions and taxes, and not just, you know, your per event charge and what goes into it and your supplies and everything, but also your experience and you as a person and all of the the work that you put put into it. Because y- you learn so much along the way, not even just at the event, but administratively too. Like each time I, I do a Zoom call, I get better at that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I try not to tell the exact same story. I try to, you know, 
make it very personable when I talk to people, but sometimes I do kind of go through the same exact spiel over and over. And if people are asking me the same questions over and over, that's a question that I'll just answer off the bat next time. So that's that's something else too, is that you get better at selling yourself and telling people what they need to know. And that's just going to make people feel so much better with booking you and they're going to have all of the facts right away. So I think one like interesting example is, you know, yes, we have the two specialty drinks at most of our events, but a lot of times we get, Oh, can you just make me something fun? Mm. And I had very interesting bartending experience. I worked at all the clubs in New Haven, Connecticut in college were like a vodka cranberry, or as some people used to call it, a cranberry vodka, which I cringe. If you ever ordered it that way, don't ever do it again. Um, and you're just getting into the bar season, so don't ever order a cranberry vodka. <laughs> okay. You'll learn one day. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, I was not used to making like a delicious, not too sweet, not too sour drink that somebody can actually enjoy versus someone just getting drunk off of a drink. So now I can literally come up with seven different drinks off of the ingredients that we have off the top of my head and be like, okay, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. And that's a whole level of, of different experience and yeah. me being like, mm, I can give you a vodka soda if you want. Like, yeah. how does that reflect in a someone versus me being like, okay, do you want something sweet? Do you want something a little more like bitter? Like what, what are you thinking? And then when they say, mm, yeah, I want something sweet. I'm like, okay, I have the perfect thing. And they sip it and they look at you and they're like, wow, that's so good. And I can attest your drinks are really good. <laughs> and yes, I, I am new to like the drink world. I just turned 22. So I, well, I guess, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, I'm not huge into bubbles and I'm not huge into this. Like I'm, my tastes are very picky. I eat like I'm five. So I've, and I've liked every drink you've served me. Oh, so thanks. just going to say five star review. <laughs> I love <laughs> Book you. Jen. But I think that that goes with, you know, the level of yeah. experience. Yeah. Because when I first started, to be honest, I wasn't a bartender. Like I had a little bit of experience, but again, it was not anything that we have today of the level that I feel confident in. But my other bartenders helped me with that too. Yeah. You know, I hired the right girls who were like, oh, I think this would be good. I could hear them serving, you know, the customers. And I learned from them, to be honest, which sounds crazy because I'm like the quote unquote business owner, but you can't do everything. That's good too, though, because you you probably will have to outsource as you yep. grow and like have employees or have people help you out. Um, so with photography, it's more like outsourcing. Mm -hmm. I feel like than like people actually physically working with like you. you learn from second shooting with people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, I think it's good to surround yourself with people that you can learn from, not just people that can learn from you. So like a great experience, a great, um, example is on Saturday, the wedding that we have together is a photo video wedding. I'm doing both photo and video for that. So you'll get photos yes! and videos of the bar. Oh my gosh. Um, but like, I, I, I can't do all of that by myself. And so I'm, I have, um, a girl coming with me that has done video with me before. And so I'm like, okay, you're my video girl today. Okay. Yep. Um, and she's happy to do it and everything, but you know, if she wasn't there and I had people that you know, I had to, I had to train and they had never done it before. Like that's such a scary experience for them, scary experience for me. And we're all just going to be stressed out the whole day. So you, it's, it's better to surround yourself with people that maybe have a little more experience than you or people that are comfortable because yeah, you can learn from them and they're going to make your business better. You don't want people that will make your business worse or drag you down. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then just like going into the, the quality of your product, like I'm a, my business motto is fresh ingredients. If I'm not using fresh ingredients, 
I shouldn't be charging what I'm charging, but I can charge what I'm charging because I am using fresh lime juice. I am using fresh juices. I am creating these syrups with like different spices and different, you know, to really make that cocktail experience a level up from everything. So I think that that also goes into when you're thinking of your pricing, I'm just going to use my bar as an example. Are you providing a vodka soda or are you providing a lavender lemonade with fresh lemonade juice with Mm -hmm. lavender garnishes and edible flowers? And, you know, like that's the vision that you want to portray to people because you're a luxury service. So you need to show that, I guess. And your clients going and shopping for the alcohol, like that's the only thing that they have to worry about. They don't have to worry about getting like... They're not getting a grocery store margarita mix. Yep. Like you are doing your thing and mm-hmm. that is the quality and the service that you provide you're providing. Um so you're you're like a, a like a big kind of like DIY and like drink kit. You know, you can buy like those drink yep. kits for like Christmas like yep. those shot, you know, things yep. where like the, it's just like the mixes and mm-hmm. then you just have to buy the alcohol. It's literally it is. It's kind of like that. But that's so fun and yeah, yeah like you have to tagline it with like a thing that makes you unique and like a thing that you pride yourself on and the fresh ingredients is a huge thing why would you why would you want to hire a bar that isn't using fresh ingredients yeah. you know like i just I think it's to... good that you say that out loud mm-hmm. and that's like the thing you know so that's where i was getting at this so i just went to um a free like training i guess you could call it and highly recommend like look in your area tap into different trainings you can go to i know a lot of things are virtual but i think getting in the room is so much better mm-hmm. um but i i saw this girl at an event a business socialistas event that i went to she was a speaker there and i ended up following her on social following her on social media and she posted that she was going to be at this co-op working place and um i went and she asked me what my business was and she asked me it was um your five second elevator pitch. So, Hmm. you know, how are you securing that customer in five seconds? And it's similar to social media. You know, you have like, I think it's like three seconds or less than three to like capture that, the video to them. Um, But she asked me to give mine. And I said, um, we create an, I forget what I said. Of course, I was a little nervous, but (laughs) I said something along the lines of, you know, we bring an experience to you. And I don't think I use the word experience. Actually, I use something else. And she came back as an expert and was like, well, as, as a customer, she's like, because I love hosting events in my yard. And this was literally her saying this. And she's like, I need you to sell to me what the, I didn't use experience. Cause she's like, I want you to sell to me what the experience is going to be like, of, like of you being in my backyard. And I talk about this all the time in my head, Mm. but I don't always tell my customers this because I feel like I'm saying it over and over and over again, Mm. but I'm not saying it to someone who's never seen my business, never heard about my business and never booked me before. So I have to literally tell them what they're going to get. So I think it's so important when you're first, you know, sharing your prices with someone like tell them what you're what they're going to experience by booking you you have to remember that that's day one for them Mm -hmm. and even though it's day like three thousand for you they've never they don't know anything about you so you have to yeah you have to give them like the very basic first day spiel even though you feel like you've said it a thousand times yeah yeah Yeah. and things will slip out of your head yeah because you're gonna feel like oh i've said this before like i don't want to i feel like i'm oversharing like i feel like that a lot where i'm like I feel like I've already said something mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh wait, I forgot. I forgot I didn't say that. And that's where my pricing guide comes in too. I, I made a PDF of like all of my information about second shooters and about my hourly rate and how to make a timeline and just like helpful 
tips and information about my business and what I provide and what services I offer. And when people inquire with me, I send them like an email message that's like, here's what I offer. But then I also attach that document, like just in case there's something that I forget to tell them. And then we get on the Zoom. It answers a lot of their questions beforehand, too. So I love that. I love that. A quick tip. So I think we're going to wrap it up with the last one is, you know, how do you what do you want your life to look like? You know, starting a new business is never easy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually wild and crazy and it's a insane journey. And I can't believe we're three seasons in, um, which just sounds crazy even saying because feels like yesterday. It It does. (laughs) It literally feels like Megan and I met yesterday. Yeah. And we met three years ago. I just turned 22. I feel like that's like a very young thing to say. Be like, I feel like I'm 18. Isn't that a Taylor Swift song? But I literally feel like I'm 18. (laughs) I like time time flew by yeah, I so still think I'm freaking like 20. fast um but but honestly you know where do you want your business to go and yeah. if you're I again going back to another mobile bar coach that I have worked with before and you know she said this is specific to the mobile bar industry but okay it's like a known fact in the mobile bar business if you don't reach six figures within your eight 18 months of doing business in this industry, you're probably going to sell your business. And she has a lot of experience to be able to say that. And now I'm seeing it. I'm seeing these Mm -hmm. new bars come in, seeing them not reach the level of potential that they thought they were going to reach and selling their business, which Mm -hmm. is fine. If you realize something is not for you, then that's fine. But did you put your all into it for those 18 months? Did you work your behind off, which we did, we still do but in the beginning we worked way harder Mm -hmm, way harder because we were building this business um and that's what you need to charge for and you will learn your value you will learn what your business is worth it may take a little bit of time but if you're not charging a little bit more than you think you're worth in the beginning I think you're doing yourself a disservice because you know you're worth way more than fifty dollars you know that yeah but it took you to realize that and you know i i knew that then too but you're you're scared of everything in the beginning like you don't want to overcharge you don't want to mess things up you want people to work with you and you want to take every opportunity that you can and you actively seek out opportunities you work really hard you work your butt off Mm -hmm. to make it happen but you need to realize that it needs to pay off. And if you're only charging $50, it's not going to pay off. And yes, it needs to light you up and you need to be passionate about it. And you need to, you need to want to work your butt off. But if you don't have that drive and you don't want to work your butt off, it's not going to work out. No, it's not. Because you're not going to be, yeah, you're not going to be happy. Yeah. You need to be happy and you need to be confident in what you're doing. And giving the spiel about your pricing to your potential clients and all of that, you need to really be confident and be able to back yourself with what you're saying, what you're saying. So I remember um, one of the first couples that inquired with me in that, in that very first year um, and they were booking for um, I think, Oh gosh, 2021. This is crazy to be talking about. I'm like, I can't even remember when that was. That's wild. But I think their wedding was in, um, I think they booked actually in um, 2021 in the spring or something like that. I think they found me on like the knot too, which is like where people shop around also. So preface that with saying that. (laughs) But I was on the phone with them and I was including engagement sessions and they were like, oh, we don't want the engagement session. Like, can you take off a discount for this? And can you take a discount off because we don't need this and we don't need this. And they were really like battling on my, battling me on my prices and trying to negotiate. And I was just kind of like, 
no, I offer it for free out of the kindness of my heart. Like this doesn't affect for this doesn't affect this. And no, I'm sorry, I can't do that because this is this. And so you have to really be confident and stand your ground. And if you feel like you can offer a discount, if they, you know, you want to offer them like a free hour instead of an engagement session or whatever you end up doing, you need to be able to offer that on your free will. And Mm -hmm. if they ask you for a discount, you if you're okay with giving them one sure but if they're really battling you and like trying to negotiate you do have to stand your ground and be confident in your pricing and be like no I can't afford to have a wedding that that is that cheap Um, because another client will come around if they don't end up booking and if they are trying to battle you and negotiate your prices they probably don't see the value in your business and so you need to remind yourself that your business does have value don't second guess yourself so much set your prices and set them you know they are set and don't go backwards only go forwards so i'm going to go back to that um example that i gave of the nonprofit really wanting to cut the cost mm-hmm. and not because she didn't see value like in my a, business a little different of an experience it is. yeah yeah but also it was a prime saturday in yeah. september i turned down because i now i had a second event book with the second trailer and that's good i've now turned away three other events that day that's crazy so i had to say mm-hmm. no and and i said right i said listen I want to do as much as I can. I, I donated my services. I'm not charging for me as a bartender. I did a lot of other things, but she still needed more. And I was like, you know what? I really want to be a part of this. I, I love what you do. I love the whole concept of your, you know, industry or business, whatever. Nonprofit. Thank you. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm not going to enjoy in my head. I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy the night if I know that I gave away my business and lost so much other potential business. Again, I, I did a lot of favors. Like, and she knows yeah. that and she understands that. But I wouldn't have joined, just like another thing that I don't do now is I don't travel more than an hour and 15 mm-hmm. minutes because I was so stressed out at those events. And then I was coming home and getting home so late at night, being so exhausted the next day. And I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm getting yeah. burnt out. It's really tough to figure out, but there are some decisions in your business you have to make that you cannot be emotional with. Yeah. And with what you're saying, we get like, oh, I'm, I know I'm going to be stressed out if I do this. And this is something I, I need to work on too. So I'm not going to say I'm an expert because I'm not. Um, but, you know, booking yourself back to back to back to back 24 seven. Well, like you did this year. <laughs> like I'm doing this year. Um, but you need yeah it's and it's a learning experience and so that's why i'm able to say this is that i you know didn't have the best experience shooting those and i want people to get me at my all and at my 100% effort and everything but if i'm if i'm working myself so hard that i'm exhausted and i'm not looking forward to things the quality of the quality in my work is going to show you know i might not be capturing as many moments for them than i did the person the day before and it's just because i'm physically t- tired exhausted. like they shouldn't have to experience yeah. that so yeah to combat that you need to raise your prices and then only work one of those unless you have associate shooters or a second trailer or like other ways to make that up and still have your business give the 100 percent. it's very hard but it is it is but i i think you you will figure it out along the way so to wrap it up um i highly recommend hiring some type of business coach when you first start I think that was the best thing that I could have done for my business for two reasons. One, it gave me the satisfaction of knowing that someone else was successful in this industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gave me that like push that if she can do it, I can do it kind yeah. of thing. Um, and she was amazing. And I, I loved every conversation we had. And you have to find the right person. Um, but invest in yourself in the beginning. Yeah, That was my biggest investment. I think I only paid like 
$600, which is so cheap for a business coach because we did, we did like a five week course. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And we talked, I think it was once, once a week. Um, but anyway, it was like a discount because she was just starting, but it was worth, I would have paid, I would have paid double that for the value that I got out of it. That's great. Um, but I, I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is put your prices a little bit higher than you think they're worth, because mm-hmm. I think that you're going to see that you're going to continue to raise them because your value is going to be more than you think. You're going to grow. You're going to grow. And it also comes with experience. Yep. It comes with me doing my first event, charging $300 and being like, excuse my language, fuck that. I will never do that again. <laughs> and, but realizing yeah. how much work went into that one event. Yep. You can't be, you can't be negative. No. I'm sure you were negative on that event. I, I wasn't because it was my first one, but I got home and I was but just like, did you pay yourself? Or did you just no, cover the cost? I don't even, it didn't even cover even half of my so, cost. Like, yeah. cause it was my first event. So I was buying yeah. everything for yeah. the trailer. But anyway, oh, yeah. yeah, it yeah, was literally my sense. first event. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it didn't even cover half yeah. of my cost, but yeah. But it, again, it took that one event for me to do yeah. with a price tag with it because I could have done it for free, but it took that one price tag for me to realize my value. Yeah. So I think that that's just so important is you, it's going to come in time. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but you really have to just believe in yourself. That's yep. like the biggest thing. Believe in yourself. Manifest it. Manifest it <laughs> and work really hard because manifestation is not the, not the no. end all. You can't just, you know, wake up one day and be like, I want to make a million dollars. I want to make a million dollars. I want to make a million dollars. You can't just like repeat it. You have to go get it. But I think that's part of, I think manifestation is like a psychology trick for me, at least. I think just putting it out into the universe makes me want to get it more and it makes me want to work harder. So just like manifesting it and like saying something into the universe isn't going to magically make it happen, but it is a, a push saying something out loud, writing things down. You remember things better that way and you, you are more motivated. So, and have a vision board. I'm a have firm a vision believer, board. Believer I love that. that. Yeah. Firm believer. All right. Well, this is amazing. Um, thanks for tuning yeah. in. Don't forget about your taxes. Don't forget about your taxes. Yes. Keep a note of all your expenses. Yeah. Um, if you don't use a database like HoneyBook, use Excel, use something um, to really just keep track of things the best that you can. Pen and paper works too, yep. but technology is better. Take a and look at our uh, LLC episode too, because you might find some value out of that. We talked more about taxes and stuff yep. in there. So um, that might be helpful. But if this is something that you're seeing after our tax expert episode, keep an eye out for that one. Yes. Coming soon. Okay. Cheers. Cheers.